0: Good morning. Welcome to your Thursday. What's said to be a beautiful day here in the city. 28 degrees and nothing but sunshine to look forward to as the day goes on. Lots that we're going to be chatting about uh, for the next couple hours on the show. How we're preparing for the Pope's upcoming visit. Some big Mm -hmm. moves for the Oilers yesterday. Uh, Lots to get into. Right now, though, we're going to focus on your wallet. (laughs) And maybe not some good news for it. That's
1: kind of painful for an awful lot of people. We're going to chat with economist Moshe Landa here in just a few moments. Let's get you set up, though, because, as you heard here on 6.30 Chad Mornings yesterday, Bank of Canada rate up a full percentage point. That has a huge impact and fallout impact afterward. And in fact, there's some new information that there's a lot of Albertans who are a little worried about what is next in store. So they're trying to get ready. Here's Global's Adam McVicker.
2: It's not the start to the day Nicola Tremblay was hoping for.
0: It was like, oh, here we go. Something else that's going to increase. Where am I going to pull this from?
2: The mother of three works full-time as a nurse, her husband working three jobs. On a variable-rate mortgage, the hike to the interest rate means they'll be paying more every month.
0: And it's just trying to balance where all this money is going to come from.
2: She's not alone. According to the MNP Consumer Index, about 68% of Albertans say they're already feeling the effects of interest rate increases. Just under a third say they're not financially prepared for a 1% hike to the interest rate.
0: If you're barely making minimum payments, now is the time to absolutely reach out for help. The other thing I'm going to say is to not take on additional debt if there's any way you can avoid it. This is not a time to go getting new credit cards.
2: Nearly 90% of Albertans say they'll be more careful with spending as a result with almost half saying they're going to cut back on non-essential spending. And a third saying they're forced to cut back on essentials. Gas, groceries,
1: you you name it, uh, the cost of everything is increasing. So really, really important to sit
2: down and take and look at our budget. The interest rate hike is in an effort to cool the hot housing market and decades high inflation. Overall, we're going to see uh, a decrease in, this, in the demand for homes as the cost of homes continues to, to escalate because of the, the rising interest rates. The NDP says it wants to see the province reindex the tax code and benefits programs to put more money in Albertans pockets.
0: Stop the leadership campaigning, stop the legacy building and bad ideas, and help families fight inflation. Do something, anything.
3: The number one issue in Canada right now is the cost of living, inflation. Help consumers deal with inflation, get
2: costs down, get jobs up uh, by embracing internal trade. For now, budgets are getting tighter as Albertans weather the storm.
0: It is hitting hard. It really is.
2: Adam McVicker, Global News.
0: So, is it hitting you hard as well, Chen Nation? Send us a text, 7804960063. What does it really mean for you? We're going to get into it right now with our next guest, who's an economist uh, at Concordia University. Moshe Lander is joining the show. Moshe, good morning. Good morning. So, okay, another <laughs> another bit of bad news that people are going to have to be paying more. Do you think that this is going to stop people from borrowing or or not?
3: Well, that's the intention. <laughs> so, uh, the, the thing is that even if it doesn't stop people from borrowing more, the Bank of Canada meets in another eight weeks. It's <laughs> just going to increase interest rates again oh if God. we don't stop. So it's a matter of just choosing our moment, at what point we want to listen to the Bank of Canada. They've been warning us for months. Knock it off. Uh, rein in the spending. Don't borrow on credit. Don't run up your credit card bills in your lines of credit. Uh, because interest rate hikes are coming. So it, it will work eventually. It's just a matter of what point we want to let it sink in.
1: I guess we want to try and figure out whether it's good news or bad news, but but it, it's a little bit of both. For some families, it's going to be bad news because they're living on the edge, but it's good news because if we don't get control of this, uh, the inflation just keeps
3: running rampant. And that's exactly it. And it's not even just that the inflation is high now. The the biggest fear, and it was the fear that I was saying months ago, is that once it gets embedded into people's heads, then you start watching the the knock-on effects of that behavior, right? People start going in and asking for 10% raises, 15% raises, like they were 40 years ago. But that itself becomes inflationary because firms have to pass on those costs. In the form of higher prices, so it's not just a now problem; it's a later problem too. And again, that's why the Bank of Canada is moving so aggressively.
0: So, you know, for the biggest loans that people have—that's their mortgage—who is more affected: the people that have a variable interest rate, or um, a fixed, or does it matter? Or is everyone just—is everyone's interest rate going up no matter what?
3: So. If you have a variable rate mortgage, your interest rate is going up now. But I think there's a lot of Canadians out there that don't understand what that means. It's not that your mortgage payment is going to go up. Your mortgage payment is going to stay the same, but the amount of that payment that's going to pay the mortgage itself goes down, and the amount that's paying the interest goes up. So what it practically means is that if you thought you were gonna pay off your mortgage in 20 years, now it's gonna take 23 years or 24 years. But it's not that there's actually more money coming out of your pocket now to pay your mortgage. And if you have a fixed rate, well, nothing changes, except for when you go to renegotiate that mortgage, they're just gonna reset it at a higher rate But that means too that if you want to keep your payment the same, it's just less of that payment will go to actually paying the mortgage and it's going to take longer to pay off.
1: And I wonder if if we've become a society that is just so comfortable with being in debt that people are fine with that, that this won't make any difference whatsoever. As (laughs) long as their monthly payments don't change, they don't care.
3: You're right. I I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing either. I mean, the, the fact is that you can't buy your house without going into debt, right? And there's certain things, right? Most people are not paying in cash to furnish that home or to do renovations on that home. Uh, So having some level of debt isn't necessarily a bad thing. Same goes for the government. If they have some level of debt, that isn't a bad thing. It's an unsustainable amount of debt that becomes the problem and higher interest rates are starting to push people into that warning zone and it's not one of those things that people think about when they take on the debt you know how high can interest rates go before I can't sustain this and I think that it was just money was available and we said oh well if it's almost free hand it over uh, and we'll deal with the consequences later.
0: So if the Bank of Canada is planning to meet again in eight weeks, is there a goal that's that we're supposed to, as Canadians, meet within that time frame so that we don't see another increase or do you think that it's just inevitable that they'll jack it up again?
3: So, there's probably two more increases coming this year uh the interest rate is probably going to go up another full percentage point before the year is out what i think is going to happen now is that the bank of canada is going to take a little bit of a wait and see approach to how we're responding how the broader economy is responding how some of those inflationary pressures are reacting to the earlier interest rate hikes that came back in february in the beginning of the year if they're starting to see things moving in the right direction, they might just drip feed a quarter percentage point here or a quarter percentage point there on the way out of the year. But if they find that, no, nope, the message hasn't been received and there's still this pent-up demand in the economy that's being unleashed, then they're going to go maybe a little more aggressively again at their next meeting. Uh,
1: there are some positives to, to slightly higher interest rates. As uh, one one message in on the text line, Ron said, increased interest rates, more returns on savings. Although I find that the, the the savings interest rate doesn't seem to be quite as high as what the loan interest rates are.
3: Well, it never will be. No, I know so that. I'm just like complaining a whole way about it. Make money. Yeah, but you're you're right that banks banks in general um, have spread that they need to make to make a profit. And when interest rates have been so low on lending, what's been happening is that that wedge on which they make money has been very, very small. Hard to believe when banks are making record profits. But uh, now that lending rates are going up, they're probably going to restore the spread that they want before we really see it translate into higher savings rates.
0: Moshe, there's another text um, on that just came in through. It's from Matt. He says, inflation is not the fault of citizens. It's a direct result of government failure and overspending. What, what's your opinion on that text?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> How's that a response, Matt? Um, <laughs> no, look, um, everybody's to blame in this. Government spending, for sure, uh, is inflationary, especially when it's excessive. And the last couple of years... He's right. It has been excessive, sure. but that was to keep the Canadian economy from flatlining uh, in the face of COVID, right? And since the COVID restrictions have been lifted or eased, the government's deficit went from $350 billion down to about $100 billion, and it's on its way down to $50 billion. So the government has reined in their spending in response to an improving economy. So I don't think that's really the, the source of the problem. It really is coming from consumers uh, indebted up to the, the chin uh, and more so than it is that the, the government over the last two years has had to spend.
1: Uh, do, any other benefits uh, to an interest rate hike? Uh, for example, we got another message in uh, from DB wanting to about investments. Mm-hmm. So I guess I guess it depends on if you're on like a GIC or if you're just gathering interest. If, if you've invested in some other things, do, does the interest rate make any difference whatsoever?
3: So It's possible that there could be some benefits there. Higher interest rates means that it costs businesses more to borrow, which is probably going to delay investment plans, it's going to delay expansion, it might result in scaling back firms, uh, and and that could reduce profits, which reduces the stock market. Higher interest rates means that bond prices are going to fall. So if you just bought a bond, a GIC or something like that, well, in six to eight weeks' time, uh, those prices could fall again because interest rates have gone up. So you might actually be losing some money uh, that's offsetting some of the interest rate gains that you're making. So it's not quite so simple as to just say, well, this is good if you're, you're a saver. You have the potential here to make some money, but it, it, it's not a guarantee, and it, it should be seen as the, the flip side that, hey, maybe inflation is good.
0: Okay, Moshe, thank you so much for sharing all of that great information with us this morning. Really appreciate the conversation as always. Anytime. Have a great morning. Thank you so much. Good chatting with you.